1: And the Elks dropped to 0-4, 26-7, the final score. The Elks still looking for their first win of
2: 2023. We started off very slow, uh, that's for sure. Uh, we didn't tackle very well early, and then, uh, of course, we didn't tackle there on the very last, you know, in the last drive, and he got the big 70-yarder. So, I mean, it's uh, something that we've got to look at. We've got to try to, you know, these short weeks are tough, uh, but you know what, everybody's got to go through them. So, we've got another one upcoming here to, to Saskatchewan six-day week.
1: I don't know. What- but your frustration level is like Chris as you as you go through these first four games. How difficult is it for you to, to stay positive maybe keep the players positive as well because obviously there's not a lot going going your way, right? Yeah, now. You're,
2: you're right there and it's tough, you know. I mean, I'm human too. Coaches are human. Everybody's everybody's frustrated, you know. We've got, uh, you know, on this trip here we have 28, 28 players who are first and second year guys, so we've got to remain positive, keep working with them and know that there's going to be some mistakes and then uh, eventually we'll turn in that corner.
1: 0-4 oh, and the frustration is mounting. There is no doubt about that. The Edmonton Elks 2023 season, obviously not off to a great start. 26-7, the loss in Ottawa last Friday night. They're going to be in Regina to play the Saskatchewan Roughriders on Thursday night, still looking for win number one. Uh, that game will go 7 o'clock on Thursday night, 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. Coming up today, we're going to check in with Blake Dermott and get his thoughts on uh, not just uh, looking back at the game, Game, but on the changes that are being made to the roster, including at quarterback going into this game, but also uh, here from Jordan Reeves, who is back with the team uh, this week as well. Lots of changes announced this week, and uh, maybe we'll go over those first off before we uh, get to Blake. Uh, yesterday, the club made a couple of moves. They signed uh, offensive lineman Brett Boyko, Canadian, six foot seven, three 305 pounds, 30 years old. He will start at right tackle in the game coming up on Thursday in for Josiah St. John, who's on the injured list now. Uh, He uh, has has spent some time in the NFL, played in the XFL this spring. He's got a handful of games in the CFL, playing for both BC and Saskatchewan. He was a first-round draft pick of the BC Lions. The Elks hope that he can shore up things uh, on that offensive line. I mentioned Jordan Reeves. He also signed a contract and was on the practice field yesterday as well. A linebacker, special teamer, 33 years of age, played eight games with the Elks last year and had two special teams tackles. Now, he's expected to play tomorrow, but he didn't practice today. He practiced yesterday. Today he was sick and did not practice. So we're not sure about his status. I talked to him yesterday at practice. We're going to hear that interview coming up in the second half of our show here tonight. Uh, today, the Elks made a couple of more moves, uh, most notably a trade. Uh, Kevin Francis, remember him? They signed him in free agency back in February. And then there was some sort of contract dispute between Francis and the team. He asked for a trader to be released, did not show up at training camp, was on the suspension list and he was traded today uh, to the Ottawa Red Blacks for a fourth round draft pick then just a little over a half an hour ago another announcement was made and this could be related to Jordan Reeves uh we'll find out more tomorrow when the depth chart comes out But Mike Dubisson, remember him? Linebacker with the Elks has been re-signed as well. He was with the team last year, but he was also with the team from 2014 to 2016, a member of the 2015 Grey Cup team, 71 CFL games, 69 of those with the double E. So those are the moves that were made with the roster. Uh, One other move, I guess, to talk about, too, is at quarterback. Remember last week, Chris Jones kind of, played it close to the vest. He wasn't giving out who was starting at quarterback. Uh, we had Jared Daigie and Taylor Cornelius taking first team reps. Eventually, it was Jared Daigie who started. Well, this week when the team returned to practice, there was no doubt, no holding back. Chris Jones immediately yesterday said who will be starting at quarterback.
2: Uh, we're going to start Taylor, uh, you know, and Daigie's going to back up. Trey's going to be number three. We're going to roll in there, and, and uh, we've simplified the game plan. We're going to try to play as fast as we possibly can. Let them Take a breath of fresh air. You don't just get uh, just because you're named the starter. You got to go out and you got to play. You got to go out and you've got to do the things necessary to to win the game, and uh, and that's the most critical position. He gets uh, the quarterback probably gets too much praise, and you know, and he and he probably gets too much blame. The move around factor is pretty much on the quarterback. You know, if things are breaking down, I mean, certainly you need to move around in order to buy time. I mean, you look at the most successful team right now in Winnipeg, uh, Zach. Caleros moves around, buys time for his receivers, and his and then conversely, his receivers are always working for him. So we need to uh,
1: need to look at that. Do you get to a point where there's a fine line between refining what you're trying to do and maybe saying we got to change a whole lot of things? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 0 and 4. You know, your little things are happening. And you still feel you're on the track that you want to be on. And you have just got to play better with the system you have. Or- well- change things you know when you're when your guys
2: you know I think playing faster is the key and so if, if if reducing what we're doing on our play card if instead of having this big a play sheet it's that big then whatever we need to do uh, that's what we're going to do you know and that's kind of uh, always been my adage since I was coaching high school football I mean it was the same thing yeah,
1: and it's, you instill things in training caps so yeah I mean let's go it and let, make it better. Yeah,
2: let's yeah. let's go back to, to what we do well find out the things that we do well and do as many of those as we possibly can
1: and now to talk about all that we'll bring in our inside the game analyst uh blake Dermott, who will uh, join us to go over this uh blake we've obviously at 0 and four got to the point where changes have to be made
3: yeah i know it's uh game going into game five and you're still looking for your first win uh it's gonna be uh God, I, I I hate the idea of having to make a bunch of changes like they've done. I don't want to get into that turnstile kind of a thing that they've done over the last couple of years, but when you're not having success, what what other options do you have? The uh, the move as I, as I
1: mentioned at quarterback and on the old line, let's talk about uh, the quarterback situation. First, are you surprised Taylor Cornelius is back as the starter?
3: Uh I would say no. I thought uh, Jared Dage, he really struggled in his in the first half. Uh he did put up some better numbers in the second half. I think he ended up with 225 yards passing in that game, but, uh, but yeah, it just looked like he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, really having trouble with his reads a little quick. Uh, things were happening pretty quick. And, and I, I, I almost thought that they would have put Taylor in, in the second half for a little bit. So that they, and that's what I've been thinking all along. Why that hasn't happened. Even when Taylor was struggling, put another guy in for a series or two, so you can get a chance to to take a look at it. But uh, putting Taylor back in now that he's had a chance to sit and watch, you know, might, might be a, a a good idea, but I, again, what other option do
1: they have? Obviously it's been some, uh, it's kind of a fork in the road. I think for Taylor, after what's happened the last couple of weeks, although the game against Toronto, when he got taken out, he was having numbers wise, the best game of the season. I mean, he was completing about 75% of his passes. He'd thrown for a touchdown, no interceptions. The, the yard numbers weren't magnificent, but, but he was kind of chipping away at it. And then I think Jones was so frustrated uh, after the punt was blocked. He just wanted to do something to mix it up and brought in Deggie. And it, it seemed to work a little bit. They didn't win, but he, he generated some excitement and I got everybody kind of, kind of uh, going a bit with a bit of a spark, but uh, Cornelius, I mean, Jarius Jackson said it to me a couple of weeks ago. He said, I wish I had his talent when I played. I mean, he's got the size, he's got the talent. It's just, he's having trouble right now. Put it all together.
3: Yeah, it looks to me like, uh, you know, in, in training camp, uh, he was he was getting rid of the ball quickly. He was making his reads quick, and uh, I mean, I, that could be one of the reasons why the Elks are sitting with uh, 16 sacks after four games. You know, you can't keep this pace at their offensive line. is really having a tough time keeping those guys upright uh, yeah, and it's was- because they're hanging out to the ball a little bit more yeah to, to be fair whatever
1: quarterback's been in hasn't really been given an opportunity to to, to quarterback because he's had to do a lot of running and, and scrambling and, and kind of running for his life at times and that I guess brings us to the changes they've made on the O-line um, first off going out and getting Brett Boyko former first round draft pick of the BC Lions a guy who's got a bit of an NFL pedigree he's been down there for four years played the XFL finished up in April there uh, he's got CFL history with BC and with Saskatchewan, and, and he's got fresh legs and a different perspective, and he's going to come in and start at the right tackle spot. How difficult is that to do? Um,
3: well, I mean, he's got experience. He's, he's 30 years old. It's not like he's a, you know a spring chicken or anything like that. I, I, I don't think that uh, um, they're going to be hurt by having him go in at the right tackle spot. Uh, they, they do have somebody in Jack Cordelia who's been a uh, Tomas has been, you know, starting for them every game so far this year. So it's not like he's going in with another guy that hasn't played before. So uh, um, yeah, but it's going to be a different look this, this week uh, uh, on the offensive line. And I, you know, they need some they they need some help there in that uh, with Focolo, Um They got to get that running game going, and and maybe that's something that Boyko can help them with.
1: Yeah. How much does the run game rely on the O line?
3: Well, uh, I, I think it's critical. Yeah, I mean, if you, don't, if you don't have the offensive line, I mean, I was watching some games on the weekend and, and uh, just seeing the push that they're getting, you know, the the, the, the teams that like Toronto's offensive line or, you know, Winnipeg's offensive line, they get push and you look at how, how many yards rushing they've got, you know what? Uh, they, they seem to be getting some push in, the, in preseason, but they weren't uh, getting any in the, the first four games. I mean, they haven't averaged, I think, more than 60 yards uh, a game uh, this, this year. Or they haven't got more than 60 yards in the run game, which is way lower than what they were in preseason. And, and, and to be fair to the quarterbacks, again, too, if you don't have a run game it puts an awful lot of pressure on them to be able to move the ball and that then you stand in the pocket and you get, you get more chances to get hit. And, uh, uh, and when teams are taking away your run, like teams have been doing to Edmonton, that makes you one dementia. So they gotta, they gotta get, they gotta get some help in the run game. And again, I
1: go back to what I just mentioned. It really hasn't been uh fair for quarterbacks this year because they haven't been
3: allowed to be a quarterback. Well, that's, that's it. You know, they, they, they've been, you know, they're managers of the game. I mean, let's be honest. A quarterback doesn't have to go out and win a game by himself. Or maybe a good team's one quarterback will win one or two games over the course of the year by himself just from outstanding play. But uh, they've got to manage the game properly, but they've got to have everybody doing their jobs. And if they're if they're not getting the protection and if they're not getting the uh, the, the the running game going, then it makes it really difficult to just be a quarterback, You know, especially when, when they've got the experience level that the, these guys have with the Elks, which is not – you know, uh, through the roof Um, and you've got a a whole bunch of new players to this team. So it becomes, uh, it can be a frustrating thing for them.
1: One other change at uh, on the O-line, which I don't know if it's going to come to fruition this way or not, but I know uh, rookie Philip Drahovac was taking some reps at the left guard spot where David Foucault normally lines up. So that's something else we'll have to watch as well going into Regina where we could have uh, uh, only two guys, Cordy and Thomas Jackardilla, at the same spot they were at two weeks ago. So that's that's a pretty big change in the last two weeks uh, on the offensive line. So we'll see how that pays off. One more for you, Blake, going back to the quarterback situation. Trey Ford's on the roster now uh for this week. He'll be the number three quarterback. Cornelius is going to handle short yardage, but Ford I guess is a step closer to possibly getting a chance. Although Jones did stress Cornelius is starting and Deggy is, is is the backup, but Trey Ford's a step closer.
3: So they're gonna go with Cornelius with the with the short yardage stuff. And I, I Yeah yeah you know, that that always that always uh I, I, that's been something that's new. It's been something that they've done uh, recently in maybe the last five, six years where they've got a third guy that just specifically does that and i always question that because you know uh ty Loxley, you know goes in one play and uh and has a problem you're not used to handling the ball you're not used to taking the snaps you know you know um i like the idea of cornelius handling it he's a big body he's a tall long reach you know if, if he can't uh, at six foot six if he can't get the you know the, the the needed first down then then they've really got an issue with their offensive line
1: yeah, for sure. All right, Blake, as always, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. We'll uh, talk more on uh, Thursday night from Regina.
3: Okay, Morley, thanks a lot.
1: That is uh, Blake Dermott, our Inside the Game analyst, coming up when we continue on the Elks this week. We'll talk to the newest, or I guess the returning Edmonton Elk, Jordan Reeves, will join us coming up after this on 630 Chat. Now, more
0: football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad.
1: Uh, the Elks will travel to Regina to play the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tomorrow the, uh, the game goes on Thursday night 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff 7 o'clock is game time here on 6.30 Chad with myself, Dave Campbell Brendan Escott and Blake Dermott Uh, mentioned some of the changes that the Elks have made over the last couple of days we could see four or five new starters including Taylor Cornelius back at quarterback, we could see five, six or seven guys uh, added to the lineup as well uh, for this game on Thursday against the Riders, one of them expects expected to play is uh, Jordan Reeves. He played for the Elks last year, uh, was not signed during the off season, but uh, this week uh, signed a contract. And was that practice yesterday? but did not practice today because of an illness. I had a chance to talk to him after his practice yesterday, and we talked about when exactly he and the Elks started talking contract again.
0: Uh, Two days ago. Uh, You know, I was just training. Uh, I watched the game and uh, text Michael Daniels, and I said, hey, man, let's let's try to shake some things up, bring some leadership, bring some energy back. I'm ready to go. I'm the healthiest I've been, and next thing you know, Coach Jones is on my phone. So I got out here as soon as I could.
1: Did it surprise you that you're getting a call from him? It was a
0: little out of the blue, but at the same time, you know, I've been ready. I've been training. I've been waiting for that call. So as soon as it came, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't ready to get out here. So, um, you know, a little out of the blue, but at the same time, I was definitely ready. Yeah. And if you follow you on social media, you know you've been training.
1: We know you're in shape, right? So yeah, absolutely. You're ready to go.
0: My, my best motto is, you know, stay ready so you don't got to get ready. So.
1: You and Serezna can now do your competitions in person, right? How did that get started?
0: I don't know. It was just, just a bond that we grew um, throughout last year. You know, he's probably my best friend out here. And, uh, yeah, no, he's – I treat him like my brother out here. He's my little brother, little big brother. Um, But, yeah, no, we're going to get some competition going again. Yeah.
1: So, uh, speaking of brothers, both the Reese brothers make news during uh, free agency this week. Yeah, no, big for him. You know, we're
0: talking all week. He was trying to decide uh, what he wanted to do and, you know, ended up Toronto being the best fit for him. And I think, you know, he's going to finish his career off pretty nice out there.
1: Uh, You did – a call? Are you expecting a call from somebody, or were you thinking about maybe going to the next phase of your life? You
0: know, I was, I was talking to a couple people, but I got to the point where it's like, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if uh, I didn't get the call. I, you know, I had some other things in the work for the future, but at the same time, I know I still got some gas in the tank, so I wanted to get a couple more years out while my body can. Um, so this is just a blessing getting the call. Yeah, kind of do over for you. I mean, you got hurt in week one last year, right? And it just never got on track. Absolutely. Yeah, last year was terrible. You know, mentally, physically, it was a bad year for me. This year. Finally got a good head space, my body's the healthiest it's been in a while, so I'm just ready to try, you know, bring some energy, tear some things up. And yeah. where have you been where have you been living? North Carolina. Okay. Yep. And have you been able you've been watching, you've been keeping been up with it? Watching every single game. Yeah. Every game. That's yeah. why I shot the text out after this last game. You know, I saw some areas that I knew I could help in and uh, bring that like I said, that leadership, that energy, that little spark back here. So I'm just hoping we could change some change the uh, dynamic out here.
1: Yeah. Uh, what have you seen while you've been watching
0: with this team? You know, we it's each phase has some good good times, but you know the, the downs are hitting us more. Um, first half, we dominate every single game, and then we just come out a little flattened at third quarter, and I feel like that's where uh, we need to pick it up a bit. So I'm just hoping to keep that energy going throughout the second half.
1: Yeah. I was talking with Chris Jones about a week ago, and we were just talking on every game it seems to be, we did this well, but. And there's always something, whether it's drop passes or a missed block or a missed pass or a penalty, there just always seems to be something that, that this this team's doing to shoot themselves in the foot, and yeah, they, got, they got
0: to kind of straighten that out. Absolutely, and it's, it's on all three phases. You know, like I said, they're playing amazing, and then that one play, I feel like um, we either get too high on the highs, and definitely too low on the lows, and then from there, it just doesn't seem like we can find our identity again. Uh, I think we just need to stay level-headed through the highs, through the lows, and just maintain, and know that we got the players to win. You know, we got the bodies out here. Our, our talent level is unmatchable, so we just got to figure it out. Yeah,
1: that's right. It shouldn't be
0: an 0-14 when you look at the roster. No, you look on paper. We're a 4-0 team, so, you know, we just got to find that one little thing that's going to click, and once it clicks, it's going to be scary.
1: Yeah, how tough is it to turn it around, though? I I don't imagine the feeling's great right now, and I imagine there's a lot of guys kind of struggling, being 0-4 and trying to figure out, you know, how to get better. Uh, talk about that aspect of it upstairs. Yeah, it's,
0: it's tough, but you got your leaders out here, your vets that, you know, keep the morale good, um, and let's, let's keep it real. BC started 0-6 when they won that year, so... You know, it's never too late, right? And we're 0-4 right now. We've got plenty of time to turn this around. So I think I think we're on the up right now.
1: Yeah. Going into Saskatchewan this week, obviously an uh, important game. I mean... You got to get the snowball going
0: the other way. Right? Yeah, no, it's a nice little homecoming for me, too. Yeah. My old team coming back here, going to SAS for the first game. Uh, we just need to, you know, p- um, you know, put our foot on the throats and keep going. Uh, got to keep that gas pedal down. And we just got to bring, like I said, we got to bring that energy through four quarters, not just the first half.
1: Has much changed from last year, like playbook wise and, and everything? Uh, is it pretty easy to slide back in? Yeah, I've been in this system
0: for, this is my seventh year in this system pretty much. So, um, you know, I just got to hear the, the keywords again, see it a couple times. Back in it, and uh, you know, a couple new plays, but that happens week by week, so I'll be good.
1: You seem to be one of the guys that. You can play Chris Jones' style, you're, you're versatile, you can play different positions, you seem to, your abilities seem to fit right into the way he wants the game played.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we first met, he told me I'm an athlete position, so he just puts me wherever I, wherever he needs me and I'll go play. As
1: I recall last year, you practice defensive back, linebacker on the D-line.
0: Yeah, last year I started D-line, went to backer and then went to DB, so you know, I'm, like I said, I'm an athlete, I'm versatile, wherever he needs me to be, I'll be there, I'll do get my 100%. And everything's the same except the number now, you couldn't get your number back? Hey, I'm not going to lie, this is my basketball number when I used to play basketball in college, so it's, it's nice to actually have my number back. I'm sad, the guy who left, but that was my boy, but um, you know it's, I'm, I'm good with number 10.
1: So truth be told, you couldn't get your number
0: last year. Then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the young kid too, Jake. Uh, he's yeah. got 13 now. He's he's really good. He knows where to go. Um, hard worker. Just He likes to grind, so I like him. He could keep 13. All right. Jordan, good to see you. Welcome back. Appreciate it.
1: Jordan Reeves wear number ten this year, not number thirteen like he wore last year. Our thanks to him. We'll find out when the depth chart comes out tomorrow if indeed uh, he has recovered from his illness in time to play in the game on Thursday against uh, the Rough Riders. Our thanks tonight to uh, Blake Dermott and to Jordan Reeves. Also, thanks to studio producer Kellen Kennedy uh, for his help tonight as well. Uh, The Elks and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Regina on 6:30. Ched coming up Thursday night. Seven o'clock, five thirty for uh, the countdown to kickoff. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. C H E D Edmonton, proud to be the official voice of Double E Football. Your Edmonton else. Six thirty, Chad Edmonton's news. Today's talk. A chorus entertainment radio station.